Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Who in the Universe is Melchizedek Anyways? This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode five of six. Satan actually thought that this is where the story becomes gigantic and that God was going to bring the Savior of the world through Melchizedek. What? Yep, Melchizedek, Genesis 6-2. The sons of Elohim saw the daughters of Adam, or red earth, and beheld their beauty, so much so that they took them as wives and had sex with them. Background. The sons of Elohim were priests who served Melchizedek. They were a part of his clan. So Satan convinced them to leave their abode and intermingle with flesh, with the human race. We again see Jude's account. Jude 6. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode. He is reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. This intermingling created unnatural brute beasts. Their remains are those giant skeletons we see all over the internet, and yes, some have been altered. But the Bible speaks of giants, so regardless of doctored up images or not, they do exist. Genesis 6 4. There were giants on the earth in those days. And also afterwards, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Their offspring were more than human. They were prodigies full of evil. My guess is that the evil that existed in mankind was magnified exponentially because of the unholy mixture of the angels and of mankind. The contamination of the seed. Genesis 6, 5 and 8, 21. We can only imagine as we look at what demons do through a humanity that doesn't have giants. They existed in the Old Testament, but could you imagine the havoc a 30 to 60 foot tall man who was full of evil could do on the planet today? We see a fragment of that power of evil in a much smaller humanity, and it is entirely destructive. So the sons of God, who were they? In Job, they were in God's presence because they were the only ones who could present man to God. But now let's look at that and go on a Melchizedek run. Job 2, 1, 3. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, and he still holds fast to his integrity, although you incite me against him to destroy him without cause. We begin running with Melchizedek. Genesis 14:18-20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God, Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Mole running. Hebrews 5. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this he is required, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer sacrifices 
for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he was called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest. But it was he who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, who, in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with vehement cries and tears to him, who was able to save him from death, and was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need some to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Yep, more running. Hebrews 6.6 6. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God, and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it, and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessings from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to being cursed whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For man indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them, an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly, to the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of hope that is set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters a presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Well, that's it for today, but not the end of Melchizedek's mystery. Warn him next message. 
Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy. It creates space for the light of lights to shine through in people's lives. Plan a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in Deep Water.